Hello friends and welcome. My name is Phil and this is Tales from the Secret Cabin podcast. Uh, This is a project that uh, a few of us officially launched about a week ago. And uh, to kind of get things uh, started on this podcast, we have been uh, exploring the season of Advent and specifically are working through kind of the uh, four traditional themes, uh, four weeks of Advent uh, and the traditional themes wrapped around those weeks um, in various conversations. And so last week, uh, uh, Tony and KJ and myself uh, had a conversation centered on the theme of hope. And uh, one thing I wanted to highlight here real quick was something that Tony and KJ alluded to was a video project, kind of a a parallel concurrent video advent experience that they are are building and working on uh, as well. And so a few of you have been asking, uh, how do you get access to those videos, um, experience them, that kind of thing. Uh, They're going to be released um, every Sunday evening of Advent. So depending on when you're listening to this um, will depend on how many of those videos have been released at this point. Uh, But if you go to uh, cccgreeley.org, you'll see a button there that says Advent Experience. Click that button and then you'll see another button uh, that says Digital Shorts. If you click that, uh, that'll take you right to the uh, the video experiences as well. And uh, yeah, just excited for what they're doing. Um, Those are some incredibly talented, uh, creative, creative filmmaker, storyteller, uh, videographers that are a part of, of that experience as well. And uh, yeah, um, really looking forward to, to those in the days and weeks ahead. So today's podcast is our second part. It's focused on the theme of peace. Uh, it's a conversation that uh, KJ, myself, and uh, Jenny joins us as well. And uh, I just so appreciate um the spectrum of experience that is uh, described in this podcast. Uh, we, we come from so many different backgrounds and so many different traditions. And even this season of Advent um, is just very different for all of us. And so, um, yeah, I love that about this conversation. Um, I love uh, KJ's uh, ability to take us on some rabbit trails. And uh, specifically, there was this uh, a rabbit trail uh, kind of looking at um, this juxtaposition between chaos and peace and uh, really inspired and, and um, encouraged by that part. So I uh, just invite you to um, enjoy this conversation and, and hoping that it continues to uh, create space and margin and uh, opportunities to, uh, to discover with us and be part of this conversation together. All right. Well, welcome to uh, part two, Tales from the Secret Cabin. Uh, my name is Phil, and uh, yeah, we're glad to be here. Joined by a couple uh, people here as well. So uh, Jenny, first time here. Thanks first for being time here. here. Tell us about yourself. Who is Jenny? Oh, work Jenny or home Jenny? <laughs> All the things. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just be home, home Jenny. Um, I am in my late thirties now. So I've, I've experienced how much of life you ever want to. I remember say. my late thirties. <laughs> yeah. You remember your thirties. I remember those 30s. The late thirties. Um, I have two, uh, beautiful girls. One's 12 and one is six. Um, I have a really cool husband, um, that yeah, brings a lot to my life and challenges me. So that's what I'll say about that. Very nice. All right. <laughs> And then KJ, good to see you again. Hey, and I'm KJ, and I am a a bow hunter, beekeeper, poet, pastor, 
um, who is is sitting here holding a cup of tea. It is freezing out, so <laughs> so I can see the heat coming from the tea, and it's pretty beautiful. And so I'm happy to be in this space. KJ, right this I heard about this cabin like ooh, a year or more ago. When did you you built this? Right? Yeah. Okay. When did you build it? I think it was back in 2017. So oh wow! I've had it some time now. Okay. Yeah. And I've heard, I've only heard stories. So it was kind of like this unicorn, like people talked about it, had, you know, witnessed being here. I've never, this is my first time in here. And it's, it is a very surreal experience hearing. It's like hearing about Disneyland and then actually going and experiencing it yourself. There's a lot to look at. So, so talk that out real quick. Cause I didn't realize you had never actually seen this before. No. And yeah. So you got here maybe 15 minutes ago. What, yeah. what? Stood out. What was the impression? Yeah, but hold on. Like she hasn't been here before because this has been the secret <laughs> cabin. It's a secret. That's and the in whole this point. past podcast, I, I kind of told told everybody that I had this thing and I I held on to it and I kept it a secret. So so Phil, you got to understand. Everyone who comes here from this point on it has never be. been here. I love yeah. that. And love that. it's a secret, and they're experiencing yeah. it for the first time. And I think one thing I learned early on with KJ is he he does keep some of his experiences secret because they are sacred to him. And so thank you for letting us into this space. It is really cool. There's like nails in the ceiling and um, there's eyes from dead animals looking. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is all you're saying. It sounds like a torture chamber. Well, I'm a different kind of person. There's nails on the ceiling and blood dripping from the... It's 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 beautiful. I'm not saying it's not beautiful. I'm just describing it and how I'm experiencing it. And yeah, there's like tea on the wall and really incredible like hand carved cups. And yeah, it's it's a lot to take in, but it's it's a very poetic space for you. And I when I walked in, I I told Phil, I said, this is just quintessential KJ. If KJ were a building, this would be it. Yes. So and I I love that. I think it's fun. It's fun to see this part of you. So. Well, I'm happier here. <laughs> Happy you can see me. It's in a, very, as, in it's a very building peaceful form. in here, actually. It's surprising how quiet it is. Yeah, like I think like the, the goal I had here is so if I came here into this space, it feels like going back into the 1800s. Yeah. And so almost going out of the space feels offensive. It's like, <laughs> oh, I got to go back into this, you know? And so I'll go out um, and get in my new car where yeah. I push a button to turn it on. Right. <laughs> And I enjoy that too, but you know, there's a time and place for everything. And I must also say I am sitting on a tree stump. Hmm. So there's that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how you feel in about 15 yeah, minutes, right. if that's uh, a good choice or not. But when I start complaining about my back, but that's right. right now it's great. It's fine. Well, very fun. So, so thinking through, we started last time, uh, kind of in part one of this, just Talking through Advent, the the church, the calendar of the church, the the grace of the challenger of the calendar of the church, how it helps us to remember. I was thinking about that last time, where you said we tend to forget. So I wanted you to go back to that, KJ, because I thought that was pretty profound. What do you mean again by um, the grace of the calendar and how it helps us to remember? What are we forgetting? All right. So even before I began just talking right now, I started crying <laughs> because it's like i i love that i that concept of the church calendar um because um everything comes back 
again. And um, so Advent comes back every December. Advent comes back every December. And, uh, you know, Epiphany comes back every Epiphany and, and Good Friday every Good Friday and Easter every Easter. And it assumes that by coming back that you forgot about it. Um, and, and being, um, being a, someone who grew up being a part of the church and being a Christian, I was born into a Christian family. I had great Christian parents. Um, um, there had been this idea or concept that, that, that people, um, people, they would go astray or, or people would come back to Christ or they would, would say a prayer that say, Hey, I'm, I'm back again. Or, um, there were the, the altar calls that people who had been Christians before who forgot about, you know, their calling would be called back to Christ. And I think the church calendar does that. It, it, it and it doesn't shame you for it. It doesn't say, Oh, he, he fell or he forgot about Christ. It assumes you forget different things because you are a human being. You forget, and 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 so typically, um, people forget about the idea of hope, and the hopeless have to have hope. People forget about the desire for peace. People forget about the hunger for for, for affection and the outpouring of God's heart. People, I mean, like like people just forget. And people forget about the perpetual, proverbial asking of Jesus, like saying, can I be born here? Oh, and I forget the deep holes that are always growing inside of me. And the church calendar doesn't shame us for that. It says, I know. That's the point. I know. Um, and it's it's like this big hug of God saying, I see you. Oh, it's so good. So, so Jenny, I'm, you know, I'm thinking through a conversation we had last week about um, maybe your experience with just growing up in a church context or even the church calendar. So, so that, that, that's KJ's experience. Yeah. That's KJ's um, <laughs> reaction to this. What, what's your story? I think I feel a lot of times like kind of that terminology, a new Christian. And I, I've been a Christian my entire life, but I continually feel like new, new to this whole um, idea of even what Cage is talking about, this idea of a church calendar. I, I hadn't really ever heard that term until maybe about a year ago. And I, I'm also not one to quickly investigate things. And so <laughs> I think being put in this position of um, helping out this year with Advent um, and what we're doing has really made me start asking those questions of what is the church calendar? Why is it important to my faith life? Like, what can it be to my faith life? Even if, you know, I don't put this great importance on it, but what can it be and what can it pull out of me? Um, and yeah, I think I said to you guys last week, I was like, I, I feel like I won't have the knowledge, but I'm eager to gain the knowledge. <laughs> nice. So, okay. KJ, uh, tell us then again, just kind of for those of us on that spectrum somewhere, whether we've grown up our whole life and we get Advent and we understand kind of the rhythms of it or we're on the the other end of the spectrum where it's really new and just an intriguing concept to kind of put us in a place 
during this season. Paint us a picture again of Advent, kind of the four parts, and then where we're headed today in our conversation. Yeah, so I I think it's important um, to, to understand that there isn't this like ironclad um, Advent understanding um, that all of the ch- church embraces. Uh, so depending upon uh, the uh, the faith background that you're coming from, it's going to be different. Um, so I'm talking about from, from the experiences that I have, the things that cause, um, cause uh, the hope inside of who I am to uh, be excited um, is... Um, so Advent typically begins the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and it goes um, until Christmas Eve or sometimes on Christmas Day. It's like the fulfillment of Advent. And um, even in that term fulfillment, it's understanding. It's to fulfill something is to to bring full understanding. It isn't to bring the end. Um, and, and that actually comes up a couple times in the Bible, how... how Jesus said, I came to fulfill certain things. It hadn't been to um, say, it's over now. It, it, it's, I have come to bring the full understanding, to open everything up. And so so under that idea of G- Jesus brings the fulfillment to Advent, um, he comes to open it up. It's like the gift, the gift of these four different parts. It's he has come to bring the fulfillment, the full understanding of the first thing is is uh, is peace. The second thing is hope. And I mean, like, think about that. Like, like Jesus comes to bring fulfillment, full understanding of hope. Right. Like that is sick, you know. Like that sick. <laughs> that's just sick, you know. Um, and then uh, the, the the third is. Love, um, and that then the fourth is joy, and and so th- thinking about this idea of fulfillment, and Jesus brings the full understanding, the unpacking, the present of joy, and oh, man, it's just incredible. Then um, typically there are different characters who have been personified for each um, day of Advent. Um, so what do you mean character? Yeah. Um, so it's something to embody, um, the theme of that, that experience. Like, so, uh, for, for instance, so typically, um, the, the characters for the theme of peace, um, they are the, um, the people of the church, the children of God. And then for the theme of uh, the theme of hope, it's typically the prophets and how the prophets would prophesy hope. And some say it had been the, the Persians who who came and they followed the star. I mean, like that the idea of that they followed it from this idea of hope. And so the different characters give us the ability um, to understand the context that that the biblical themes hope for its people uh, to embrace. Um, So it's this idea of peace from a chaotic perspective, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the idea of hope in this idea of a pursuit, Um, the idea of 
Chekhov um, had had been the character was John the Baptist, oh. and and so kind of off the, like the top of your head, like the idea of John the Baptist. How how did he embody that? It was like his whole purpose. He saw his whole purpose in paving the path for someone he didn't even. Kn- no paving a path for the Messiah and and constantly pointing at him and and pointing at the peace and pointing at the hope and and being the unseen um, carrier of that and then um, the embodiment of joy had been um, Mary the mother of Jesus um, who in church culture and in church tradition she was pregnant. And if Jesus is the Messiah, he embodied the the hope, he embodied the peace, he embodied the joy, he embodied the love, and that pregnancy, what she was pregnant with, is the fulfillment of all four of those things, and she was going to give birth to that. And the idea was, when you're pregnant with hope, love, joy, and peace, and it's growing inside of you, the ultimate fulfillment of that is Christmas, and (laughs) you get it. And so the Advent season, what's really beautiful about it is it brings the understanding and the fulfillment, the unpacking, the wholeness of Christmas. Typically in the church context, people always say, well, you got to bring back the purpose of Christmas. It isn't about Santa Claus. We gotta. Right. It's not about the presents. It's not about. Then tell me what it's about. And if you haven't unpacked and experienced and prepared through the Advent season, you don't have a better answer. So give me a present, and it better be good. Um, that's what I'm like. <laughs> but if you can't do that, show me the fulfillment of hope, love, joy, and peace, because that's what it is. That's good. I have a question. So growing up, you know, and even even to this day, you know, what I remember about the Advent season um, was you would, in church, you would light a candle. Where does the candle come in? Yeah. Is there a true purpose behind that of us lighting a candle every week, you know, together? Uh, yeah, I would, I would say anything that you do together that points your heart towards the truth about something that God is doing, there is purpose. And um, that's beautiful. And it's good. Like, so there's like this whole, there's this whole culture that's centered uh, around the the four candles, the different colors Mm -hmm. of the candles. And again, for each church culture and tradition, the candles are going to be something completely different. Um, However, the thing that that's the same, a cross church faith backgrounds it is um as soon as whoever um strikes that match and causes that candle to burn the symbol is the presence of god in that thing um and so typically a candle candle is symbolic of a theme so hope joy and like that sort of thing and it's bringing that idea of christ is present in that Christ is present in that. And so it's this slow experience through the themes of Advent um, that's proclaiming the fulfillment for each of those things. Mm, That's cool. 
So let's, in my mind, I, I keep thinking through like this concept of peace and trying to, I don't know, drill down is not the right word, but it's such a ethereal, mysterious concept when you say that, right? That Jesus is the embodiment of peace. And I want that, like my heart jumps at that. But describe that a little more, put some tangibility around that for me to, to get an understanding better of what you mean by that. Yeah, I want uh, before diving into that because that's a big thing. I'm I'm going to set the caveat of I again I'm coming at it from my own personal experience and uh, <laughs> Advent 2020 and the things that I'm experiencing in terms of peace. So di- different people are experiencing different understandings of right. peace at different Advent seasons, and that's beautiful and good. And I hope that's you know kind of the Advent experience for us. Um, the thing that you just said, Phil, you said the embodiment of peace. Um, there's something I would uh, kind of circle on that. It's the embodiment factor um, that peace can be embodied. Because typically thinking about p- peace, it's a it's something that is done between two people. It's something that's done as far as a system or a country or brought into battles or, you know, you think about the things that are, that are happening today. Um, for instance, there's, oh, I'm sorry, I'm crying again. Um, there has been these horrible fires, um, that have been burning, um, these precious, places and they've been burning down people's homes and then there's been uh this big storm that came like this big heavy cold storm that came someone could say that that storm is chaos someone could say those fires were chaos and they are however that storm came and put like 12 to 24 inches of snow on top of those fires and they are smoldering, I would say that's peace and I experience peace and, um, and to be able to see that happening and, um, to be able to see the skyline again. And it's been forever since we've been able to see the skyline and, and just talking about, it's like, Oh my God, thank you for bringing peace. Um, I see that, um, during this time too, like our, our politics and the chaos there. Um, the idea that um, people are unsettled about the COVID experiences and like, you know, people are polarized and offended and confused and there isn't a good answer about anything and it brings chaos. And so I'd say chaos is the opposite of peace. So any place that chaos is found the opportunity to give birth to peace is found too. And opportunity is the thing that I would get excited about because going back, all of those things um, point towards feelings that are embodied and they're embodied by me and you and all the people who are playing this podcast experience chaos inside of our souls. Um, it's 
uh, fear, it's anxieties, it's the, the unknown, it's the anger, it's the confusion. And if I experience chaos inside of me, then there's an opportunity for peace to be born. Instead of saying peace is something that happens externally, um, on a global spectrum, um, you know, it does. But how can I expect there to be peace in politics if I don't have peace within myself? Um, how can I expect there to be peace in, uh, in, in, here in our city or in our churches or peace between my friends and my family during the holidays if I don't have peace within myself? And so during this upcoming Advent season, I'm praying for Christ to be born inside of the places that are chaotic inside of my own heart, inside of my own soul that are on fire. And I'm begging for this big like storm to come in and for it to be a force. You, you had that perspective even right after, I mean, in March when you and I talked, I remember you saying those words of this, the chaos is the only place where peace can really be born and brought out. And I was full on in chaos and I absorbed it and I ate it and I lived in it (laughs) and I let everybody know about it because it completely, everything was turned upside down. And I remember us talking about this. And when you said that I was able to find moments of peace. I don't know if I've achieved, you know, you have achieved peace, you know, (laughs) I, I was definitely and have been very much able to achieve these moments and feel these moments of peace and how amazing those moments are. And, you know, you talk about the skyline, we were just talking about, you can actually see the mountains today and how like just precious that moment is like looking at that and being like, gosh, we haven't had that. And you don't even realize you haven't had it for so long. And yeah, so I, I I appreciate that you're still in that place because that was a hard place for a lot of us to be able to recognize. Yeah. And I would say like the sky, skyline is a symbol of peace however that skyline has been something that has always been there for us who are are here all the time right yeah that's our that's our our (laughs) thing you know and people say oh do you ever get tired of the mountains like no we don't ever get tired of the mountains Mm -hmm. until we can't see them anymore and then to finally see them again it's like oh we're home it's tearful and that home is a symbol of peace. And so, I mean, you can unpack that, I mean, time and time and time again. Um, and sometimes chaos brings us back to a place of understanding or a place of fulfillment Mm -hmm. to understand the things that you've always had. But isn't it funny too, that even we talk chaos, like what, what is, what is my chaos versus your chaos? Right. You know, like my chaos is, no structure anymore to the structure that I had. My chaos is, you know, homeschooling my kids, which you now have chosen to do. You know, to me, that is the chaos, but you have made it a peaceful thing for your life, you know? And so I think it's an interesting thought to think of every person in this Advent season, the peace that they long after is different for every single person. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a big difference between the 
the external chaos and internal chaos because like the external chaos it often can't be controlled and that's the chaos that drives me wild <laughs> you know it's the, the chaos that, 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 that i know i cannot do anything about it yeah. and i just sit there and it perplexes me and and then i come back to like the place of self and like the internal chaos that the external chaos seems to be like the puppeteer of and it's like mm. cutting the chords of that and saying no that's good so so this is oh hi phil this may be a horrible hey, exactly <laughs> great conversation guys glad Loved to it. have you here <laughs> so uh okay this may be a horrible question but um there are no horrible questions uh, wait till you hear this okay. only horrible people uh, yeah exactly so today in, in whatever reality you're in today what's your level of chaos like how, how much are you experiencing the peace that you long for in today's reality? That's a horrible question. Thank you. I told you. <laughs> you were forewarned. Say it one more time. Just just, just evaluate this. Yeah, like we can talk about this in the sense of we hope for these things and we, we know them. You know, they're drawing us mm-hmm. and our hearts are going there. Mm-hmm. But but put it in the now, like in this moment right now, maybe not like this moment, the secret cabin is a, is a fabulous, peaceful place. But mm-hmm. prior to coming here, like where where are you in this? journey of of experiencing the peace of god yeah i think it's a really good question and (laughs) of course one of you no i think it's a really good (laughs) good question question because is the so is it understood by the idea of completion or the fact that something's happening and I think I get excited about the things that something happened. Like it's it's kind of like uh, in the TV show Hoarders. Okay, um, so if the chaos inside my soul is very similar to that television show Hoarders, and it's like you go in these houses and it's like, oh my gosh, um, this is is painful. There's chaos everywhere, and I am a Type A personality. I. I'm very organized, very clean, and that, that that show drives me crazy. But at the same time, I love it because I get inspired by how I would clean their house. Um, and and from the beginning of the show, it's like, oh, man, this person's a mess. But you know, because they're on the show, something's going to happen, and they're going to experience some profound sense of peace and joy and grace and it's like the first couple seconds of the show is advent right it's coming (laughs) like the show is here and it's gonna turn your everything upside down and so so if i go into the advent season and the the house could could be filmed on hoarders just the fact that jesus like says i'm coming Mm. man i'm experiencing 100 percent and because I know, I I I know how the show ends. I know how the story ends. I come back in the house, and I'm blown away by all the changes that have happened. I couldn't have ever dreamed about it, and the fact that it's Advent again, the sense of peace that I feel has been profound, and I personally have some things happening that are like the epitome of chaos. And to be honest, I don't feel it right now. I'm good. I'm in a really good place. 
because Advent's happening. And these podcasts are even happening and being filmed before Advent has even become. <laughs> and so th- this is like the Advent Advent. It's, it's, it's like just the idea that Advent could potentially happen is like, I am going to be on hoarders and my house is going to be clean and there will be space for Jesus to be born. Okay, Jay, that's, that's all I got. You're so great. You're, it's the Advent Advent. It's the Advent Advent. I like that. I am not, I'm not in that place, I wouldn't say. I, I admire that you are. Stop it. <laughs> You're so admirable. Um, I, I'm not, I am probably you use the word excitement and it's funny because I had a conversation with a friend this past week about not really using that word to describe something. And, um, he said, you know, excitement means, you know, what's going to happen. And that's exactly what you're talking about. You know, that, that, that the house is going to be clean, that, you know, it's going to be organized. And I'm not, I don't feel that way at this moment. I've, but I'm hopeful. (laughs) I will use the word. I'm hopeful. Um, but I don't know if I could use the word excitement right now. I feel I'm probably still in the like first room stepping over, you know, cat turds and, and laundry and trash, you know, like, and I'm still trying to consume the, what I'm looking at and what has to be done. Yeah. I think that that's probably where I'm at. So, but I'll, I'll be here in your that's Advent. That's great because Advent, <laughs> Advent, Jenny is for you. <laughs> It is for me. Yeah, you are in good company. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a yeah. Again, I think we're going to be running with the Advent Advent thing for a while. This yeah. is <laughs> it's the really good. One. I don't even know how to describe where I'm at, uh, but I like that idea of expectation. And so, even though I don't feel especially chaotic and internally unnerved, um, it feels like everything's sort of moving in slow motion around me. Yeah, and so that's. That's the hopeful future. It's like, okay, I think there's there's more peace to come. There's there are things that are going to progress, um, even though I think there's more chaos to come too. And so it's it's a very weird place to be. But um, there's, I definitely, a, there's a whole nother room. <laughs> but like, oh yeah. Don't you think though? It's our growing in peace is our ability to see Jesus yeah. in all the things that are happening. And so I think that, that, that as people think about 2020, like they're like, man, I'm so excited for 2020 to be over. It's like the odds are things will never get better. I mean, like there will always be chaos. There will always be something else. The thing that can change is our ability to see Jesus and to find peace in all the things that are going to happen. And, I think there's something really cool about that because Advent is bringing us forward and it it brings us into a different experience of of peace, a different experience of hope, you know, and it's a good teacher. It's teaching us things. Uh, especially in, in spite of or despite of the, the external circumstances, right? So yep. that internal focus is really good. I keep thinking of the phrase, the, the peace that transcends our understanding. Like that's yeah. this picture that I have in my mind of what it would mean to experience that it's Mm. there has to be again I go back to the word mystery there has to be a quality to it that is beyond just to get my head around it Um, that's exciting and (laughs) and I am longing for that (laughs) for sure maybe we are experiencing the peace that transcends we just don't know exactly (laughs) exactly well this has been great 
this is, uh, I said this last time, but we are definitely off and running. Um, yeah. Part two of our Tales from the Secret Cabin Advent series. Um, our first part of the Advent, Advent, but part two of the Advent. But uh, KJ, I'm going to put you on the spot to maybe finish it up here. I, I think I've experienced, uh, I've experienced the type of peace we've talked about, but there's something that happens when, um, when somebody prays a blessing. And so I would ask that you would maybe just speak a blessing over us as listeners in this moment uh, as we finish our time here. Let's do it. May you, in all the places you are, may you find peace in the darkness. May you find peace in the pain. May you... At the age that you are, in the jobs that you are, in the purposes that you are, in the systems that you're engaged in, may you breathe in and breathe out the truth that you are a daughter, that you are a son of God, and that he is the full understanding of who you are. May you find peace in the upcoming season, and may it be your best teacher. In Christ I pray, and in Christ I proclaim. Amen.